What's up, guys? Thanks again for joining us on another episode of Even More About Nothing. I am one of your hosts, Rafiki. I'm the other host, Mookie, and we are uh, on a multiple of five, which means we got special guests in the house. You know them at this point. Introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. It's John. I'm back. I know it's been a little longer than normal since I was here. I uh, apologize for that, I suppose, if you were actually wanting to hear my voice. Um, if you weren't, well, I don't apologize then. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Real life happened, so it's been a little bit longer, but uh, I am, in fact, back. Jack. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Brian. I am also back. We were out of town for the last one, I think it was, so. Yeah. Just didn't work out to go on. Uh, we've all been a little busy. Fall has kicked in, so some fall schedules that normally happen are back in full swing, so. Yep. But we got a really full table today. Who's first? Matt. All right, I'll go. What's up? It's your favorite uncle. It's Matthew, or the uninvited uncle. <laughs> favorite slash uninvited uncle. For the one that's not invited, I'm the most fun. All right, and you guys already know me. It's uh, Timmy Tungley. You should know what to do. Follow me on Instagram, Snapchat. I, don't, I deleted Twitter, so. Or don't. Your choice. All right, uninvited <laughs> uncle. Alright, um, we just kind of want to remind you guys, we haven't done this in a while, this has been brought to you by our partner, our little partnership with Jouet Clothing, fashionable gaming clothing for the gamer, geek, nerd, whatever we call ourselves, whatever you feel like calling yourself, really good quality clothing from a really good friend of ours, so go check them out, Jouet.co, J-O-U-E.co. All right. Uh, I know we got quite a bit um, on our table today um, in terms of information. Uh, first thing I wanted to throw out there was Young Justice because I want to keep making a splash about it because I am ready for the season three. But um, I don't know if you guys saw the article. Um, I know I shared it on my Facebook page, but it was uh, new characters. There were four new characters that we were suggesting we were going to see. Which I'm sure some you could guess, some were, um, you know, kind of, you had to think about it a little bit, but they set it up to, to do so. The first one was Red Hood, so a replacement for Arsenal. Um, there's that five-year gap between season one and season two, because you remember it goes from right. Dick Grayson, all of a sudden you've got um, Tim Drake. Right, as Robin. As, as Robin, so obviously we've had the whole, you know, Joker, Red um, Robin incident with Jason Todd. Well, and I mean, you know, we see Tim Drake as Robin, and when m- most of us comic fans are like, oh, well, we're down to Robin, and then later we see the, like, Memorial Cave or whatever it is, yeah. and they, speci- they actually explicitly have the memorial for Jason Todd, and I think they even name drop him once or twice and talk yeah. about how he died, so yeah, um, they definitely... Included Jason Todd in the backstory, which, of course, as you said, would leave us open for Red Hood shenanigans. Which I would be excited for. Um, definitely one of the more crazier of the Robins. <laughs> uh, at least for a time. Not, probably not my most favorite or most interesting Robin, but there were moments of interesting stories. I personally 
and it's just maybe because it's what I've grown up with was mostly the Dick Grayson. And then I enjoy the Damien one just right under that. So that's my own personal take on that. Um, this one was Black Flash as an option. Yep. Coming out of the and, Speed Force. Yeah, when I when I saw that, I did read the article that you posted. And at first, I was just like, what? It's like, that's kind of weird time. And then you have to realize, yeah, yeah Wally did kind of bite the dust on that one. And so... And as we know, Wally doesn't really die. He simply ceased. Yeah. And of course, as they say, when you leave the, when you leave the Speed Force, it tries to take you back. What other form do we have than the Black Race or the Black Flash? So, and from that standpoint, it's self-explanatory. Um, Big Bad of next season, obviously, you know, doesn't need any introduction. We know Darkseid. I mean, he was there in the last episode, so yeah. I mean, it was one of those things where you could tell that in the last couple episodes they knew they were getting canceled, but they wanted to leave themselves open for the future. So, yeah, Darkseid shows up. So, yeah, he's pretty clearly the upgrade boss, if you will. It's like, oh, Vandal Savage and his guys are the boss. Well, really, they're actually working for Darkseid. Which was, I was so mind-blown. And I was, I remember sitting there, and I don't know if I was watching with you, Matthew, but I just remember sitting there and my jaw just dropped because, you know, obviously they go through the boom tube, and you're kind of like, well, well, you don't think much of it. Yeah, they, they walk through a boom tube. Okay, so what's significant? And then you realize they're on Apocalypse. And sure enough, it's Dark Side, and my jaw just kind of dropped in that moment because I didn't expect it. I was kind I mean, I wasn't completely shocked by it. I'd kind of almost been anticipating it because we had Tim Curry, I mean, Glorious Godfrey, Throughout most of the season. Sorry, that's a voice actor joke. Um, but, I mean, seriously, we had Godfrey. Yeah. He's always kind of been like that. Almost like the Herald of Apocalypse. He's like the dude they send as the, the very first person. The adversary of Dark Side. Is it the adversary? No, he, is that he what they works call for it? Uh, Advocate. Advocate, that's it, that's yeah. it, that's it. Yeah, he, he kind of, he, uh, what would be an analogy here, um, It'd be like if in farming, he's the guy who plows the ground or tills the ground in preparation for the seed. You know, he goes and he stirs things up. And then the others come in and, you know, well, it would in fact be a disaster instead of a disaster. So. <laughs> okay. Everyone gets the joke if you watch Young Justice. If um, you don't get the joke, go watch well. Young Justice. I'm very whelmed by all your jokes. That's okay. Very whelmed. Some of the Young Justice joke, by the way. Anyways, lot, lots of those going to be happening in this episode, apparently. Well, well no, yeah. not, a, not a lot of them, but they'll definitely, I'm sure. I will say, if we're talking about them bringing bring back season three, the one thing I'm going to miss is, because we saw the last episode, uh, Nightwing said he was taking a break, because he'd been running it yeah, for yeah. a long time, the operation, especially in Aqualad's absence. Spoiler, if you didn't watch season two. Um, <laughs> uh, we've already spoiled pretty badly, so yeah. I mean, you talked about Dark Side in the last episode, like so. I mean, yeah. So I, other things. Yeah, I just wonder, like, if and when we get season three, uh, like, how much of that, like, are we gonna see of Nightwing? Don't know. 
I mean, all we do know, Greg Wiesman has said, if I remember, if I read it correctly, future seasons have already been written out. The storyline has been written out. So when Netflix picks it up, it's not like they're trying to pick up from where it left off. They're not winging it. Yeah, they're not winging it. So who knows how much has already, you know, been put into it. I don't, I think we'll see enough of Nightwing to kind of satisfy, I guess, that itch. Because he was definitely, obviously, a key character in the first season and then even more in the second season. Um, I think he, he'll be that advisor-type role, I would say, and come in and occasionally help him on missions. That's my personal guess. I don't know. What you guys think? Uh, I mean, I think there's at least a decent shot of that. That's assuming that they have season three pick up. Like, Immediately? Um, or within a year Within a year or less, let's say. Okay. Um, if they do another time skip of two to five years, they may just refer to the break, you know, in quote-unquote the break. Um, and if they do a time skip like that, we could end up seeing Tim, uh, Dick Grayson remaining Nightwing, Tim Drake as Red Robin, and then we could see a Damian Wayne Robin. Which would be the greatest, because Damian is literally the greatest Robin ever. Like, at this point, Damian is that guy. First of all, the obvious blood ties to Batman. Second of all, the little stent of superpowers. Lastly, now that he's like accepted the fact that like Rage is dead, and he's like accepted the fact that he is um, not only part assassin, he's part Wayne, and he's like starting to come into his own identity um, as a Wayne and an Al Ghul. He's just he's better than his dad at just about everything. I'm I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, Bruce, go away. I need I need a Damian Wayne Batman comic. I need this to happen because at this point he's not only faster than Bruce, he's he is dangerous stronger than Bruce, and his fighting skills have already surpassed Bruce. Because as we know, Bruce takes time off from Gotham, goes away, starts training. For Damian was just born into this. He woke up killing people. He woke up like this. <laughs> so at this point, I'm just I I I think it would be interesting. Not to, also that little um, the little hissy fit we would get between Nightwing and Robin if Damien is. The I, new I Robin. feel like it would there would be no middle ground if they had Damien Wayne as Robin and Dick Grayson. It would either be like the bestest of buds. Like, there was that run where Dick Grayson was Batman and Damian, Damian was Robin and they actually got along super well. Yeah. And it was like, then Bruce came back in as Batman and there was actually more friction between yeah. him and Damian. So you either get that or you get Damian trying to kill Dick every five minutes or something. Yeah, like, I mean, because I... Like I there would be no... It would, There's no middle ground? I mean, they, they could do a middle ground, yes, obviously, but I think... I mean, what was it? Bad Blood. I think Bad Blood was the one where they, where they had a couple fights. Well, yeah, they were. Damien put the paws on on Dick. He did. I mean, Dick got him good the first time, but the second time around, Damien put the paws on Damien. Damien's that guy. Anyway, moving on with my fan obsession with Damien Wayne. But it also just kind of fits the whole kitchen sink approach of that show. I mean, and it would basically continue to make you question why the villains try anything. I mean. Again, we've got a Justice League that has two or three Green Lanterns at this point. Four. Four. Did they have... Well, on screen, I remember we had Stuart and Jordan. 
Did we have either Rainer? I don't Rainer popped up. Oh, was mentioned. No. Rainer was, Rainer was mentioned because they, they had to go they had to go off world. I know they were they had talking to, about they had to, Gardner. They had to they go off world. Yeah, they also mentioned Guy Gardner. Yeah, they mentioned Guy Gardner. They had to go off world to help Rainer with something. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, no, I thought they went off world because, well, for one, they were dealing with the whole trial thing. Yeah, right. of course. Which wasn't that about Kyle anyway? No, no that was because that you was... remember during the five year time, they, you remember that twenty four hour memory lap that they did. Oh, okay, okay, they, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. They they had the basically the animated Justice League. Like if you stop and look at who they had brainwashed and go off world, it was essentially the animated Justice League, except swap Barry Allen for Wally West as far as the Flash. It was Flash, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, John Stewart, Green Lantern, and yeah, Martian right. Manhunter. And I don't remember if they had Hawk Girl go with them, but I remember those six at least. And I, I thought that was kind of like a tip a, of the a hat. Re, yeah, a, a tip of the hat to the... And didn't Greg Griezmann work on that show anyway? So I, I think it's... Well, I thought they had a couple of the guys from that show involved. Um, yeah, either way, they had a few people, I think, work on that show. So it was kind of, yeah, a, a, a nod and a tip of the hat. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. so you've got that, you've got Superman, you've got Wonder Woman, you've got Batman, you've got Martian Manhunter, and apparently Mars is not depopulated. So you have like a whole race of Martians, even if he's like the top 0.1%. I mean, you've got that Barsoom dude who could probably do some damage. You've got Icon, who's, I'm not going to say he's black Superman, he, he, I think he has some different powers, but he's in the same power class as Superman. Uh, you've got Dr. Fate slash Zatara. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is Zatara. So he's got both the base magical power, the whole it, speak backward powers, and the Dr. Fate power set. Because um, Zatanna joined the League after Zatara was taken over by Fate, right? Right. Well, she, she, she joined, joined Young, Young Justice. Justice. Yeah, yeah. They had the whole drama for like an episode or two of that. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember that. I mean, they've got Black Canary, Green Arrow, uh, Red Tornado. I mean, they've just got so many heroes. And I, again, I, speaking of point of why would the villains try everything, I feel like there's class of villains because something will happen, a.k.a. Darkseid, and the Justice League's like, we gotta bounce. It's, it's real bad. Yeah. It's real bad right now. We gotta bounce. You children stay here. And they're like, well, we're not gonna stay here. And then they gotta deal with Black Mantis. And they're like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Who's like? Who's, who's still a problem? Well, like, <laughs> that dude. Let's not sleep on Black Man. That dude was still a problem. He was serious business in Young Justice. The man, the dude was sporting underwater Iron Man armor. Basically, yeah. It seemed like. I mean, it had gizmos and gadgets out the wazoo and eye beams. Wait, maybe I'm forgetting. Uh, but did they ever actually like come to terms and resolve after Aqualad revealed he was a double, a double. agent? Like, did they ever show, like, the resolve, like, his dad had is just like, oh, my son's actually still working with them? Uh, I think or his would... dad had, like, a bad reaction. Because there was that fight between them and the the, the Light or the Council of Light yeah. or whatever it was. Whatever that group's actual name was. The, the, group the Reach? Has, but no, but no, then no, they no, started, they started delving into the Reach because I don't remember them having actual definitive oh, yeah, uh, the light. Yeah, inter- right, interact. Right. Oh, they did. Mind. They had a fight in that cave. Yeah, the cave. And I think his dad was there. I can't remember. But the thing is, they didn't explore that much. So that would be, like, one thing I'd be super interested in seeing is just, like, how those feelings kind of fester up in his dad and then having that confrontation. Because, like, Aqualad is now in charge of the team again. 
Yeah. So definitely going to be interesting. Anyway, um, to go back to the earlier article that you referenced, we mentioned three of the four. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's the fourth? The fourth is Supergirl. Yes. Because... If we think about uh, was it Batman versus uh, Batman so, and Superman Apocalypse Apocalypse had her yeah, yeah. and then they also had uh, oh shoot what was it called the one with Brainiac she was in that one too oh the one with Brainiac oh was it, um, Super, Bat, was it Superman Super it wasn't Superman Supergirl but it was it, yeah I know what you're talking about yeah I, I don't, don't remember know. what it's called but I don't know if I've seen it yet actually but yeah I've seen like, I trailers may have, and clips. I may have it in my box I can't remember it. But we'll, we'll look at that later. But also, not only is the history between, you know, um, Darkseid and Supergirl. Now, they actually made a very, very interesting point. Out of the out of the Justice League members, or at least the main members, Superman was the only one not to introduce a protege in the beginning. Or at least early, early on. But he later on took on Connor. Now, they are saying that could this be a way for them to introduce Supergirl? You know, I, Know, have that protege he takes on from the very very beginning not right fight it and then all of a sudden superman delinquent dad <laughs> <laughs> although it gave us bat dad batman so i'm kind of okay with it i mean <laughs> when bruce wayne's giving you parenting tips you might at least want to step back and wonder where you've gone wrong <laughs> let's be honest folks no it, it but it, it kind of it, that to me brought up an interesting point. But either way, um, I think it is a perfect time to introduce Supergirl. As to whether they do or not is obviously you know up to the showrunners. But yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, and kind of just while we're on this tangent, just a question, killer question. You guys have to answer because they introduced a lot of heroes and sidekicks in the two seasons of Young Justice. It is ridiculous how many just people they've introduced. Uh, what is what is one particular either hero, sidekick, or villain that they haven't introduced yet that you are excited that you would want them to bring into the fold? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, and I mean that's hard because this, they've already introduced. I was so gonna say I'm people. trying to think of who they haven't introduced. Mine would have been Katana, but you know she was real early. <laughs> she popped up real early. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Um, Wait, actually, no. Am I com- am I confusing Katana with the cat lady? Which cat Artemis' lady? sister? Oh, Ch- uh, oh Cheshire. Cheshire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're confusing with Cheshire. Yeah. But did Katana, Katana, Katana. Did she- Yeah. Yeah, Katana. I don't, I don't think she popped up. We had a lot of lady superheroes in the, in the show. Like, even just in the uh, Young Justice lineup. But uh, I don't believe we ever had Katana. So. Uh, that's Caleb's. Oh, man. Oh, this is this is the you posed a tough question. Um, yeah, that's what I do. What about you? What about me? No wonder you're asking questions. No wonder you weren't invited to the cookout. Exactly. Um, I can't say that I've really thought about this a whole lot. The question just kind of popped in my head while we're talking about it, but off 30 years. <laughs> 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 Quick, go to a reference guy. Um, I can't really say... Wait, did they ever show Vixen? I'm pretty sure they did. I feel like there's at least a... You might check it. Because, gosh. She was in Justice, the Justice League cartoon and she's in the CW universe. But I can't remember if she was in Young Justice. 
Um, well, you're looking at Steel. Did we have Steel in Young Justice? <laughs> Steel would be fun. I like... He, he's kind of a... He's a confluence of a few archetype things I like, so... And he's just generally a cool character, so... Steel, a.k.a. John Henry Irons. If not... Uh, let's see. Well, I, I'm not seeing anything on, on, on fiction right now. Okay. Not initially. Uh, it, uh, let's see. This is a very long page. Brian, yeah. do you have any... Uh... It's been a couple years since I watched season two, so I cannot remember who was and who was not. Okay, I can, I can name them off right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be long, but... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so Aqualad, Robin, Nightwing, Dave, you know, Dick Grayson, uh, Wally West, Kid Flash, Superboy, Miss Martian, then the Expanded, so Artemis, Zatanna... Speedy, Rocket, um, and then it goes to subsequent members: Aqua Girl, Batgirl, Beast Boy, Blue Beetle, Bumblebee, Ma- uh, Mal Duncan, Lagoon, Lagoon Boy, uh, Robin, Tim Drake, Wonder Girl, Impulse, Arsenal, uh, Tempest, Static. At this point, they might as well our Doc McDuncan there. <laughs> as far as Justice League, as far as Justice League, Adam, Aquaman, Batman, Black Canary, Black Lightning, Captain Adam, Captain Marvel, The Flash, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, Stewart, Hawkman, Hawkwoman, Icon, Man, Martian Manhunter, Plastic Man, Red Tornado, Superman, Wonder Woman, Zatara. So no Kyle or then I don't. They are they're mentioned. But these are I, just people that, that start. Yeah, right, these are people we've seen definitively on the league. Because they definitely mentioned Guy Gardner. But yeah, that's, sure, that's the hero right? side. are the last two further Green Lanterns in, because the league doesn't have enough firepower already. And like, not to mention with everything that's happened post-convergence, post-whatever-whatever, not to mention like the new Green Lantern who's now part of the league. What's her name again? I can never remember that child's name. Oh yeah, there's like two new Earth yeah. Green Lanterns. Yeah. What was his name? Look, I don't or at know. least not they deal with the Earth like, sector. The, well, there's the Arab guy. I can't remember his name. But I remember he was kind of controversial, but I thought he kind of had a cool design and stuff. And then, yeah, now there's that gal who's got, like, the glowy eye mark or something. So, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. Why not have six dozen or a half dozen Green Lanterns on Earth? Here's the question. Do we ever actually see the Joker or Harley Quinn in Young Justice? We see Joker. I don't don't know if we see Harley Quinn, but we, Joker's in, I think it's a, it's a season one episode. Um, it's we see him in Poison Ivy. Uh, they're on Be- the because wasn't the, there there because in that first episode wasn't there a bunch of people fighting a bunch of villains? But yeah, those Batman and Robin were, were fighting Mister Freeze. Yeah. I think several of them were ice villains. They were all even. ice villains because that came right. back. I can go okay. Uh, just uh, as far as the light section of villains: Vandal Savage, Raish, Lex, Queen Bee, Ocean Master, Brain. Um, uh, moving on, Black Manta, um, and then other villains, Mr. Freeze, um, Icicle Jr., Killer Frost, Captain Cold, Blockbuster, uh, Tio Morrow, um, Brick, Bane, Cobra, Mammoth, uh, Shimmer, 
Sportsmaster, Poison I uh, no Professor Ivo, sorry. Cheshire, there was the League of Shadows. Um Abra, Clayface, Terra Twins, Icicle Senior, Hugo Strange, Riddler, Devastation, the Injustice League. Oh well. Yeah, I was about what the Joker pops up with the Injustice League. Yeah, and he, he's yeah, mentioned in there. Yeah, yeah, Joker is one of the Atomic Skull, the Black League. Adam, Count Vertigo, Joker, Poison Ivy, Ultra Humanite. Um, yeah, because so. I remember they had that little like swamp base thing. Yeah, yeah, and he he was one of the founders of the Injustice League. Yeah, and he was voiced by Data. I mean Brent Spiner. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> So, they decided to go to Star Trek instead of Star Wars for their Joker voice. <laughs> so yeah, that was just, that was that was like a question that we were not prepared for. Um, but let it let it bounce among you, the E-Man fandom. Yeah, and um, let us know who you'd like to see that we didn't mention in that article for. Um, that is also not already on the show. <laughs> Or if you like to see someone make a comeback. Yeah. Don't call it a comeback. Oh, I Maybe will say this. Years. I know it may not necessarily pertain to this universe, but I would love to see gear. My boy Richie's <laughs> oh, Static. Oh, my shot. goodness. Well, I mean, we've got Static, so yeah. I feel like there's at least the possibility you could have that. I mean, he he would probably have a different Shaq order. Shaq Oh my! Absolutely not. <laughs> I will cannot. I will not condone that. No. Can we talk? Can we talk? Bandless. Bandless. <laughs> can we talk about the greatest Static Shock episode ever? <laughs> <laughs> where where they got six NBA All Stars <laughs> dressed up in Power Ranger esque outfits to fight a villain. Oh goodness! <sighs> Wasn't Boy Steve Dash part of that? Yeah. <laughs> Comic book cartoons, ladies and gentlemen. Oh goodness, that's so funny. Uh, anyways, let's let's move on down to the next topic. I know you wanted to talk about the Doctor Strange rumors that are going on right now, John. Yes, well, I'm I'm sure you guys are at least probably a little interested. That, so I saw an article. I think it was on like ComicBook.com or Comic Book Resources. Yeah, like it's it's one of those. I mean, obviously, rumors are flying really heavily right now because they're filming, but they're not done filming. Um, but supposedly. Among all of the other characters that they're throwing in, uh, Brother Voodoo and Tina Minoru, I think that's how you say her last name, are possibly going to make, like, sounds like maybe, like, cameo-level appearances in the Doctor Strange film, which, if it if it's like it sounds, and the whole complex where the Ancient One is is kind of like the nexus for any and all magic users on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Earth, which would explain where all of them are in all the other movies. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it would kind of make sense. And I think we already had an appearance from Tia Minoru in the prequel comic for Doctor Strange. And then... I believe it's been confirmed and they're working on the Runaway series. It's not just a rumor, it's like confirmed. And so that would, in my mind, that would kind of assume then that Tina Minoru is being placed in the movie to connect to Nico Minoru in the series. Uh, I, can't, what did, I can't remember what Nico went by in the Runaway series. I know she was the one who had the 
that magic staff that you it could do anything once. Uh-huh. So she, but the more specific you were about like the magic spell you had it do, the longer you could you you could basically do that. So you did slight variations on produce an explosion of fire instead of just saying make a, a ball of fire. You know, if you gave it like a really specific set of instructions, you could do it. Mul- you could do effectively the same thing multiple times, but they could never do the exact same thing. This you know twice for the user. They may not try to go with that. They may just give her like okay. a magic staff in the show. But that was her shtick. I remember from the comics. But okay. they've. I believe it's been confirmed. I think it's actually supposed to run on Hulu, which is a little weird because it puts it outside the Disney umbrella. Or it, well, I mean, I guess Netflix is already kind of outside of the Disney ABC umbrella. So, but it, it means that we have to go to movies, Netflix, ABC, and Hulu if we want to complete our Marvel fix. If that's if that's your goal is to watch everything in the connected Marvel Cinematic Universe, you have four sources you have to go to. Or I just wait for the DVD to come out. Or you I just wait for That's too much work. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like about like DC. Is one channel you go to DC. CW, Netflix. CW or Netflix. You want someone DC related? CW, Netflix. Occasionally, you go to the if movies. you're one of me that actually enjoys Gotham, you can watch Fox. I'll be watching a lot of Fox this season because September 6th, Atlanta. Yep. Yeah, so. Well, that's not. That's but that's still FX. only two channels. Yeah, FX is still. I mean, I guess, I guess if we draw. I mean, if you add in it's an edgy, the movies, but it's a different, that's uh, three. But, yeah. it, I mean, if you. If you don't want to try to keep up with Gotham specifically, then it's you're right. It's down to two. Yeah, I, I literally the CW slash Netflix and the movies. I wait until the seasons. Like I used to, I used to or watch it pretty Christian, religiously. On the CW website, but I, 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 I hate DVR. I don't know why I hate DVR because like it's pretty easy. I just don't DVR anything. I usually just wait till it's on Netflix. Like all the right. seasonal Gotham's that I watch, I watch everything pretty religious until like season two and Fish Mooney got her eye picked out. I think that was season two. That was season one, I think. That was the end of season one? Or yeah, it was towards the end of season one, I yeah. believe. Yeah, I watched the end of season that. I got halfway through season two, and then I literally just fell off a cliff with it. And I was like, right, if it's on Netflix, I'll watch it. Otherwise, I'm not. I'm not. Well, so, now CW has that thing with... Eight uh, days. It's, is it eight days from the end of the season? Yes. Eight days after the season finale. Yeah. Which is crazy. Of course... If you don't want to wait till the end of the season, you have to either catch it live or catch it on, like, CW has it on their website. Usually, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Uh, the next day after, like it, it, like it airs, and then midnight, it's on their website. Yeah, so that's the easiest way I think. But anyway, uh, point being, Marvel is putting out some good stuff, but it is scattered. But yeah, so I, I think the Tina Minoru thing is mostly going to be a connection for Runaways. I'm more interested in if the rumor is true, and we're getting Brother Voodoo now. This is, again, one of those things that could be really awesome or kind of terrible. And so that's why I'm hoping right now it's, like, strictly cameo level. I I think it could be a really cool character because you would have somebody who's a much more... So, like, Doctor Strange and all of the photos kind of bear this out. His He generally does magic with, like, wacky incantations of by the something of something 
and he waves his, you know, he makes symbols with his hands, and then you get, like, those super cool, complicated-looking, you know, the circles with all the yeah. symbols in them and whatnot. Uh, it's a very, like, European slash a little bit uh, Near Eastern kind of symbolism and ideas and stuff. Whereas Brother Voodoo, as evidenced by his name, <laughs> works within mm-hmm. the ideas of Voodoo, Hodun, etc. Um, voodoo, Hoodoo, so on. He, in the comics, I believe, he calls on the... I'm hoping I'm not mangling the pronunciation. He calls on the Loa. And so it's a much more like kind of spiritualistic, almost animistic stuff, which, I mean, you know, some people are like, Oh, Voodoo... But I mean, it's it's a lot less about again the by the something of something, or the I invoke the thing of the thing for the thing of the thing, like Stephen Strange does, and be much more of a maybe he like it, you could maybe do play it a little bit like Vixen, you know, he like channels this, you know, he's immune to fire, he channels this, and he shoots fire, whatever. And um, yeah, I find it interesting that they would choose Brother Voodoo, considering that the Voodoo Witch Doctor from Constantine was viewed as one of the fan favorites. Granted, that show only got one season. I feel like it would have got a lot better if they would have given it a chance on a better network, <coughs> CW. Which they air the, they have the first season up on their website. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, that show, CW wants all the DC shows. I mean, there's money in it. No, can't blame them. No, like I feel like that show had potential. They just never gave it room to breathe. Because um, I thought they actually had nailed the actor for Constantine. Like Even they said they nailed it. They said yeah, the guy walked in yeah. and they were like, we're done. Like He read his first line they're like, alright, send everybody else home. We're done here. This is, this is Constantine. Ah, um, so, yeah, the Voodoo cool. Doctor in that series was viewed as one of the fan favorites. So it's, it's interesting that they're, that Marvel is choosing to go with the adding a Voodoo Doctor to their list as whatever. So. Yeah. So I, I if, if he goes in that trend i think it'd be awesome it's just there's that part of me that's like uh how do i put well i'll just be i'm worried about white guys from hollywood handling a black voodoo magic user i feel like it's 40 years ago i would have just been like nope not even gonna try not even gonna hope they touch it now i feel like there's a lot more room for them to actually not completely mess it up but yeah it's yeah it's once as some of the comments and controversy regarding the casting of the ancient one go and i don't want to get into a whole argument with that but the way the director handled some of the criticism was not encouraging but marvel overall has a it's their their cinematic universe there's a strong sense of people are regularly meeting and talking and saying, hey, are we on the same page about all this? Yes, we are. So that's actually encouraging to me. Yeah. So I'm tentatively positive about the idea. But I did think it was at the very least an interesting rumor. Understood. Well, we will see. Um, The movie comes out November, right? Somewhere around there. Somewhere in November, so it's it's soon. So we'll we'll find out soon enough. Um, next on our list is Gotham Showrunners Comets. 
about superhero on TV shows or being on TV. And it's kind of ridiculous. So, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Heller. Uh, I think that's his last name. I don't, I don't see his first name. That sounds name like the last name. Yeah, I think that's his last name. Either way. Uh, so, basically, here's, here's chunks of what he said. I don't think superheroes work very well on TV, probably because of the costume thing. He then later says, TV is about real people and faces, not so much about magic and the supernatural things. Uh, it's a tricky combination because you have to keep it real and unreal at the same time. Every season is moving towards the world um, in which Batman has to uh, emerge to save the day. So every season is doubling down on chaos and anarchy that is overtaking Gotham. So things keep getting worse. So it's a combination of a, ta a stab at, you know, what TV is producing in terms of superheroes, but also him trying to save his butt in terms of him. He's just, I think he's trying to justify himself of why he should keep running Gotham. I, oh gosh. I'm like, it just, oh, we want to keep it real. Says the man whose TV series has included multiple, supposedly scientific, but multiple resurrections, includes a dude who's basically an ice zombie at this point, and who walks around in a thoroughly garish, I mean, I don't think it's terrible, but it's not subtle. Uh, Mr. Freeze's outfit, the armor, not subtle. Not like the worst freeze I've seen, not subtle. He has a giant gun that shoots... Freeze beams. How is that realistic? We have a dude who came back from the dead and decided he was an avenging angel running around in a costume waving a sword around. We have a whole busload of freaks, presumably including the likes of Killer Croc. We saw like a brief flash of a character that seemed very early Killer Croc-ish to me. We saw some really freaky stuff going on. We've got the quarter... I mean, we have... Court of Owls, we have that lady, we have a shot of an older woman wearing a mask that's done, that's made from, like, the face of an owl, but, oh, it's about real people and real faces, and costumes are ridiculous. I'm like, dude, you are directing the Batman prequel show. The, Batman is all about crazy, unreal costumes and characters. Why are you here if you don't like that stuff? It's, I, I get it. Maybe he maybe he was venting about something. Maybe they're pushing him to add a bunch of like more costumey looks in the next season because of dissatisfied fans or something. He's backlashing against that. But there's a basic principle of thinking before you speak. Yeah, and for sure. It's amplified when instead of just a couple of people sitting around a table having dinner. It's somebody who represents a company and a branding and a product. And it's like it, the director, so one of the main people for that, and he says something to the press, which means it's almost guaranteed to essentially instantly get out there. Um, I mean, the, one, what's faster than the speed of light? The speed of gossip. I mean, and you say something to a reporter, it's somebody's going to hear about it. Yeah. So I think, and we probably into all sorts of discussions about duty or whatever, but I think there is, I think there is at least some duty 
for a person in that sort of role to step back and think about their words. Some of these crazier rumors or articles we read about, oh, this director said this one controversial thing. If these people would just step back and think about their words and give a statement later, probably half the hubbub would be gone. But yeah, so I, I can kind of believe that the guy who directed Gotham isn't a big fan of superheroes and costumes because the show at times, and you know, I've watched both seasons, the show at times has felt very almost bipolar. Like it goes from, it, well, it goes from being something that at least, especially in the first season at first, it felt very like a police procedural. And, and very that, grounded. That's how it was, yeah. And very grounded. That's how it was. Bill was that it was almost going to be like a person, police procedural about Jim Gordon, the one good cop in the corrupt city of Gotham, you know, and young Bruce Wayne trying to figure out what to do. And then it just kind of took a left turn, went off the rails and then it tries to jump back for a little bit and then it goes off the rails again. And so by the end of season two, they weren't even trying for police procedural type stuff. And yeah, so I don't, right now, I don't know if I'm even going to try to keep up like in the sense of watching episodes of Gotham. Because I just, by the end of season two, I just, I don't know. Like, bits of it I liked. I like the gal they have playing Selena Kyle. I think she's actually done a really good job. Early on, I liked Gordon. Alfred is still my favorite character. Alfred is awesome. Uh, I actually like Lucius Fox a lot. Yes. Uh, I think young Bruce, he's He's getting better. He's getting better. But, I mean, really, he's playing, I mean... This is literally Bruce within the first two years of his parents' death. So him being more emotional and struck and swinging between extreme, swinging between extremes of high emotion and that almost robotic way of talking to people, I I can buy that. So he he kind of yeah. sells that to me. So um, I mean, it's it's how you would expect someone to act or at least be in a, that realm. And also at the same time, we have no content really. Of Bruce after his first couple years of his parents' death. Right. If we do, it's maybe a few pages that exist out there in the in the world of comics. I mean, you know, there's a few. There's every so often we'll get you know the origin story or something that talks about the origin of Batman. You get like yeah, one or two pages of panels of basically him doing the whole training thing. We get a little bit of that in Batman Begins because the whole the bit in Batman Begins where it's like the trial of uh, uh, shoot the guy who killed his parents, like the trial sequence, and when he leaves Gotham, like the way kind of the makeup, hairstyling, etc., for uh, Christian Bale, that's supposed to be a few years before the, uh, I guess, the main bulk of the movie, and we get a few interme- intermediate flashes of what he's been doing. But yeah, it's not, I mean, there's never been a huge focus on, well, here's Batman becoming Batman. Begins sort of did it, but it mostly focused on, like, the, like, one month lead up to actually getting on the street as Batman. (laughs) So, yeah, it's, I think there could have almost been some potential in doing a series that had, as the grounding point, uh, release Police procedurals. I cannot talk tonight. That's Police right. Police procedurals with Jim Gordon and Bullock, who I actually really like 
the Harvey Bullock. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Too um, big guy. So police stuff with them. A couple of the villains you can excuse being older than like ten years old showing up, and then Bruce distinctly moving on the journey towards becoming Batman. But then instead of trying to do year after year after year, jump a couple years every season. Which okay, yeah, but I, they don't have to do that. I don't know. I think it could have worked a, a little smoother than what we've gotten, but. Again, I just have not been a huge fan of it. It's not the worst show ever, but it is definitely not what it could have been in my mind. If the jumping couple years, would that mean a recasting of Bruce every season? I would, in my mind's eye, you could probably squeeze, if you didn't make it like a five-year jump, if you did like a two-year jump, you you could get two, maybe even three seasons out of the same actor. It would almost be like the flip side of the Harry Potter actors. Because, you know, uh, in the, you know, Harry Potter, Hermione, etc., all the, all the kids, you know, they start the, in the first movie, they're like 11 to 12. Like, they started filming, the kids were like 10 and a half or 11. So, that whole movie, they look 11. They look apart. The next movie, they look, they pretty much look 12. Movie three, they look a little older than 13. Like, they don't look 20, but you can tell they're a little older than actually 13 by the time the movie is in the bulk of its filming. And it kind of progresses from there. You know, like... It, it kind of caught because, up in the later ones. I mean, yeah, it was... But it was by the time they finished the seventh... That, well, I guess technically eighth movie, which is part of the seventh year. So the characters end the story and they're like 17, maybe 18. Mm-hmm. Full grown men. Hmm? Well, they're full grown men. Yeah. They're, they're in their 20s by the time that movie is filmed. So it would be almost like the reverse of that. So in my mind, you could do two to three seasons to, if you cast it right and kind of time it right with basically the younger actor's growth, growth spurts. Um, you know, and I mean, you could try to stretch it more than that, but I think if you're dedicated to really doing jumps, which could also serve to kind of age Gordon a little bit, you know, so, and I think that the guy playing Gordon could have been makeup aged up a little bit too. Um, I know they're doing an age jump with Poison Ivy. Supposedly yeah. there's like some sort of shenanigans with one of the escapees that does it. So it's not like, uh, it's not unexplained, yeah. but they are doing it and it's ultimately shenanigans. Okay. Um, I mean, there's other, they, they use more words, but shenanigans, um, <laughs> you know, it's shenanigans. Um, but she's like the only one. Everybody else, it's yeah. I don't know. Which makes no sense. I, what? Okay. And I want to segue from that discussion about characters and age and timelines to Batman. The Telltale series. Because I went back. I didn't play it, but I went back and looked at some of my decisions I made. And I'm not. I'm not gonna replay it. I'm gonna play that game once and like. Decisions I make the first time around are going to be the decisions that affect me last episode. But, speaking of Gotham, if we're following the timeline, their timeline is more traditional as far as Batman and Penguins age. Arkham Knight, I mean, Arkham, whatever, Telltale Arkham, is that going to be considered canon? I don't think so. I think they have their own universe. Telltale's game? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's canon. I think that's its own thing. I believe so. Okay, because it has to be. Because if you look at it, Harvey's only like 10, if 10 years older than Bruce. If. That's if. That's a strong if. 
um, which puts Selena, Bruce, and Cobblepot all in the same age group. Right, which is... So, actually, put Harvey, Selena, Cobblepot, and Bruce all in the same age group. And that was like, that's something, like, now looking back, I'm like, that that's just not... That's just not right. Do you mean in Gotham or in the Telltale? It does in the Telltale. Tell. In the Telltale, okay. they're all... Yeah, they're all... Like, they're all compatriots. Okay. Like, Bruce meets Selena because of Harvey. Okay. And Harvey... I haven't played it yet. Yeah, and, I really oh, want to. sorry. But... I didn't mean to... I mean, it's, I don't think it's a huge thing, but okay, yeah. Well, I mean, really, in the comics, usually, it, like... They're generally that, like, okay, like, like Bruce and Selena, that makes sense. Obviously. And Harvey, really. really. Uh, no, Harvey's Harvey's generally. usually... So like, like in, I always like saw Har- well yeah because Harvey's young Harvey's the young attorney in when, like year one and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. he's so like so in like Batman year one or whatever Batman Long Halloween I I got the impression that yeah Bruce and Harvey are about of an age you know give or take less than five years same with Selena Gordon's a little older Penguin I mean it's sometimes That's the and, we, and we have it like Penguin's different now we don't we're not really like, this isn't the old Penguin of the Silver Age, or the Gold Age, for that matter. This right. is Slim, wears skinny suit penguin, um, lost his fortune early, so it's not like the Cobblepots were a name. Well, they're still keeping that. The Cobblepots were a name at one at some point, but then fell off severely. Right. Well, and, I mean, I realize this is a little bit of a divergence, but I think one of the more interesting penguin adaptations was in The Batman, the yeah. animated show. Because yeah. he actually, like, oh... He lasts more than five seconds against Batman. Yeah, he's pretty I mean, strong. Only has that weird like bird um, kung fu thing, and and along with the umbrella. And he's I mean he's got the trick umbrella and stuff too. But he actually he can actually fight instead of just point and shoot, or maybe fence. So yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. So him being a little older, like, and I saw somebody make a point that Riddler being a little older than Bruce isn't too big of a deal because they don't usually fist fight. It's usually Riddler Puzzles. sets up the stuff, Batman solves it, Riddler gets mad, Batman punches him. Riddler goes bye-bye for a while. Riddler goes goodnight for a little while. Riddler's not usually the fisticuffs guy. It's Joker that usually will fight. Although, by the time it gets to the point of Batman fighting Joker, even then, Joker doesn't usually hold up. It, it varies, but Joker's not usually an exact match hand for hand or hand to hand rather but but yeah um yeah the age spacing in gotham that's another thing most of the villains are going to be like 60 by the time bruce gets to start not 60 but like 50 so by the time he's like halfway through his career he's going to be beating up on guys who who are in aarp (laughs) (laughs) so i mean a week it's a little little awkward. Um, little awkward, yeah. Which, uh, did you guys have any more on that? I, I could use that segue into one of the things I was no. going to talk about. But. No. So that kind of segues, uh, Batman beating up on people who can't really fight back, um, segues into uh, me talking about, so I've finally, at this point, seen Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. So I will talk about them in that order. So, okay, Batman v Superman. It's pretty much my feelings on it, having now actually sat down and watched it. Now, I watched the extended cut. Uh, I was loaned that by Goddard. Thank you, Goddard. You're welcome. Um, I watched the extended cut, which...
apparently the theatrical cut was worse, um, less coherent, which is to me a little bit of a problem. That about what? It was less the theatrical cut, as I understand it, was less coherent or not as good as the extended cut, the one from the old. Yeah, the extended edition. cut oh, yeah. does change. Uh, it gives you a different vibe of certain yeah, things. Yeah, it, it it has it's. I didn't have any real sense of, oh, this is clearly a patched-in scene in the extended cut. So bravo to them for the editing work there. Um, I personally give BVS like a C-plus to B-minus. I feel like they they had like three separate plots, three separate stories going on. They had the, the Trinity Forms story. Except that that barely happened. Because but it of happened. the death of Superman. Because they had the death of Superman. But that was rushed because you had basically the Dark Knight Returns. Except not done as well. And as well, a side uh, note, I'm super ticked that Zack Snyder has made comments about, oh, Batman kills people in Dark Knight Returns. Batman does not kill anyone in Dark Knight Returns. He doesn't even kill the Joker. Breaks his neck. Paralyzes him, does not kill him. He uses rubber bullets from the bat tank mobile thing. Yeah, he does. Uh, when he, they replicate the scene in in the end of BBS when he's rescuing Martha. Um, they replicate the scene where the guy says, "I'll kill her." Don't you know? Don't think I won't. And Batman says, "I believe you." In Dark Knight Returns. He shoots, but it hits the dude in, like, the weird, funky glasses and doesn't kill him. It just breaks on the glasses. He's knocked out. That's that. Never kills anyone. Well, this, well, I mean, okay. there's been a history of Batman killing, though. There's, it's... Which, which was brought back again, and we'll get into this, or okay. maybe not, because it's going to turn into a Batman episode if we continue uh, the way we're going. Yeah, but I'm just... Uh, it, I just again, like they, they rehashed the Batman killing people with Killing Joke. The, the the movie which I like which I have not a seen lot yet. of people have uh, issues with I mean it's the comic I, I think it's well, not most the, the exact comic well, ending but it's I, the I same think way. the thing I've heard most people have issue with isn't most of the Killing Joke yeah it's a particular it's, subplot yeah and I'm like which I'm when it about. happened I was like what <laughs> but it was more, what is it it was more so one sided. at least it, they were looking uh, at it for most months. of the time but apparently it gets a little two sided. Anyway, um, distracted. Anyway, look. So, a moment happened. He had a lapse. Uh, that's all you need to know. <laughs> um, okay. He was Let's, very whelmed. Um, <laughs> that's a Voltron. That's <laughs> that's uh. So anyway, um, so that but looping back to BBS, three separate plot lines that really could be almost their own movie. I I mean, if they had done it better, you could have. You can weave the whole the Trinity coming together because I think that's a cool thing. Separate from a forming the Justice League, um, you can you can weave that into another movie. But I just I liked I liked Wonder Woman's bits in the movie. Well, that could come out weird. Um, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot did a fantastic job, and I actually, having now seen more than like the five seconds in the trailer. I thought she did an excellent job in, like, the actual fighting. I thought that the Wonder Woman costume was pretty solid. I mean, I'm to the point where ultimately I don't see why you couldn't give give her, like, shoulder straps or something on the outfit. But anyway, it, it wasn't... It was a good adaptation of the outfit. 
I like how she's got an almost Captain America vibe going with that shield, and it looks like her movie's going to have it even more so. So I'm, I'm digging that. Um, shield throwing is awesome. But so they had too many plots in BVS was my thing, and Not I just feel like the underlying dark side. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like seriously, guys. Get. And really, that comes down to the movie didn't give us breathing room. Like it, it keeps it. It gave us too much for long stretches, and then we had like brief moments of breathing room, but then they were too. They were too small, and we didn't have room for things to grow within it. It's, it's, it's hard to point to one thing overall, other than my personal beef with Batman casually blowing people up. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna. I, I just that downgraded it at least one grade by itself. For that me. upgraded it for me because I, I saw, and again, this is like Bruce Wayne being older than Superman. I, that, that was an issue. I was like, these boys are the same age, basically. Yeah, that was... Yeah, and I, I came... To, I was like, okay, so this is old Bruce, and this is old Bruce that is kicked... At this point, he's killed the Joker, apparently. Except he hasn't. Yeah, except he hasn't, and there's the whole heart... Look, yeah, he's have, he has beef with the Joker, and, like, he's just emotional. He's... The gray hairs, he's just seen to... At well, this point, if you're a criminal, he has stopped caring about your ability. <laughs> But I think he has stopped caring about your ability to be rehabilitated. This is not twenty-one-year-old well, Bruce who wants to revamp Arkham and create the state. It's he's just like, look, bro. Well, at this point, I have I have bigger problems. And, and like again, I think that's re. I think they tried to get that across in the thing where like, oh, supermen are blowing up the world. I have to protect the regular humans from the super bad guys. Regular bad guys, you get to catch these paws and bullets and whatever else I throw at you. And the car. <laughs> you can get hit cut, by the car. In the extended cut, they did have a line from a guy which uh, I think Goddard, you said you hadn't seen it in the movie. Some old fella says, there is a new kind of mean in him. Yeah. I'm sorry, Caleb. I just, I can't. I, I, I get can't. it. I get it. Some and people, it, some the there's some is, people who walk, who said they walked out or were very close to walking out the second they they realized he was at this. He was killing people, and I'm like, I get it. it and like, part of it, it comes fundamentally down to goes against your. I mean, I've always thought it was a critical problem. Like he, he's going to kill you if if he gets to that point. He's going to kill you. Especially, what is it? I think it's Justice League War. Or no, there's another one. They plant the bombs on Apocalypse. Uh, it's Justice. It's Batman, Superman, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yes. And they plant the bomb on Apocalypse. And he was and very he's, close he's, to. He's fighting Darkseid, and like, of course, he dodges Omega Beams. My favorite fact about Batman is the only one that dodges Omega Beams because you get hit. It's a problem. <laughs> anyway, he dodges the Omega Beams. I was like, okay, so they got that right, and he's fighting Darkseid. Um, this isn't Hellbat suit because if he had the Hellbat suit, Darkseid would have yeah, lost. Yeah, he just had like a little headed. extra armor. Yeah, he had armor. armor. So Darkseid um, gets to a point where he's he has he's he literally has Batman in his hands and he goes, "I can crush you. What can stop me?" And he was like, "I'm just gonna blow this up with both of us here." And Darkseid goes, "Your people are here." He goes, "So." <laughs> well, I, I think it was like, and he's like, they're superhumans. They know what they signed up for. I think he said, I think Darkseid was something like, why shouldn't I kill you right now? Because I planted a whole, I've activated every Hellspore in your armory. Yeah. Because like one of them. Yeah. One, so like for reference, there are these, Apocalypse has these giant pits 
on its surface that spew fire from like the center of the planet. Um, apparently, one of these hell spores. It's, it's a it's a bomb. It's a nuclear bomb. It's some the sort of, yeah some sort of nuke or something. One of them makes one of those pits, and but so of course also apocalypse. Dark Side mentioned specifically. He said, uh, unlike everyone else that came with you, you are willing to kill for your cause. Right, because he specifically called him out as being a human. Because he's contrasting him with Superman, who's Kryptonian, and Wonder Woman, who's like kind of a demigod Amazonian. But yeah, he, he has him. He has Batman in like one hand because Darkseid is huge. He's holding him out over. He's got, you know they, there's a hole in the wall, so he's holding him out over the you know the drop. And he, he said something like, "I could crush you with my hand right now." And Batman's response was just, "But that wouldn't stop the hell spores." I've kind of gone back and forth on that. I think that's one of those where Batman was trying was trying to bluff Darkseid, and he figured that if he couldn't, then it would probably be better for literally all of existence if those bombs went off. But you'll notice he didn't, like, dive through a boom tube and say, oh, just JK. Yeah, I noticed that. And, like, here's my thing. I'm not saying... <laughs> that, that literally would have been the greatest Batman moment in history. <laughs> I would literally... He turns around, capture that side picture, save it as my desktop screensaver. And Him just diving like, through a boom tube, just JK, boom. <laughs> Boy, that'd be my favorite meme. But it's like when he just like, did you read the, did you read the chapter? Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, JK, JK. Okay. No, um, okay. And, and again, I and again, like different points of views. Of course, either. I don't think he was bluffing at all because like there are certain moments where like they kind of call out. Like, the Justice League has called out Batman several times. One of the first times being where he secretly developed plans to stop them. The plans got stolen and right. killed everyone in Justice League. And it's like, look, I'm willing to do what y'all aren't willing to do, which is do what it needs, which yeah. needs to be done. My plans were to inca- in- incapacitate you, not kill you. But, look, if one of y'all got crazy, who's going to help the humans? Nobody. Right. <laughs> so... And so I I think for the sake of, I think that's my underlying thing. For the sake of humanity, Batman is will Bruce Wayne. Because we know Damien's killing you. Damien don't play. Well, yeah, I'm specifically... Damien and like, even even Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson put pause on a couple people. But Bruce Wayne is willing to go to that point. He doesn't want to cross that point. And he actually makes Damien come back from that point of no return and it's like well, makes Damien see the lightest art of justice and all that good thing. But for the sake of humanity, he is willing to and has crossed that line before. And that's when I see it. When the world starts blowing up, regular villains take a backseat. You can cast this bullet. We'll deal we'll deal with my emotional trauma later. And that's one thing Alfred subtly mentions in the theatrical version is like, you're emotionally damaged. I don't know what goes on in the extended version. I think he had made some comment along those lines. Yeah. I mean, he gave the whole speech about first comes the rage and stuff. Yeah. Except yeah, it's, yeah, it's about that. dramatic because Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Because um, he talks about his emotional damage. He's not dealing with it. Um, so, anyway, before this turns into a psychoanalysis of Batman's But, yeah, emotions. so, I, so, yeah, overall, I will say that the way they filmed the fight in the warehouse at the end, the one where Batman takes on all the goons who are holding Martha hostage. Um, <laughs> that, I'm sorry, that was just so ridiculous. Actually, the BVS fight, the actual fight scene, the choreography, how they had it flow, I thought was pretty solid. 
Um, but the warehouse fight was actually really cool overall. Again, there's a couple points where he does stuff that totally leads to people being dead. Putting that aside, the flow of it, the way he handled it, the way he moved through it, the way he used his gadgets, it was the best. It was the best possible iteration of. I feel like I was watching somebody play one of the Batman Arkham games. Like he just, like they had no chance. Now the fact that his armor apparently could stand up to straight on bullet hits. Like, did you notice? Like, I noticed he took a shot to the back of the head. Didn't even flinch. Well, they talked about it um, after the police incident. He's like, the something something plating needs to be better. Oh. And so, by the transitive property of addition in Hollywood, <laughs> we figure Alfred made it better. I mean, the dude took a. He got shot in the back of the head from like three feet away. And it just made him mad, which was just kind of funny. The guy shoots him, and then it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Mistakes have been made. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they mentioned some sort of polycarbon hyperplating. I, I assumed there were super materials involved, yeah. I just, I, <laughs> I thought it was a nice touch for Batman to straight up shrug off bullet fire like that. Um, but the whole, like, the choreography and the action sequencing, etc. of that fight, I really enjoyed um, so moving on to the other live-action DC movie from this year, uh, Suicide Squad. I'm giving it a B plus. I feel like it was a little more solid overall. We did not have three A plots competing with each other, meaning three main plot points, or even two main plot points, Dark Knight Returns and Death of Superman, competing with each other for screen time. We had Get the Squad Together, Squad Does a Thing, Resolution. They did that. Yes, they had side plot, like B plots and C plots of the various characters, but overall, and you know, we can talk. You know, you can make com- you can make comments one way or the other about the strength of the actual main plot of we have to stop the thing from happening. But the the way the movie flowed and went with that, I feel like did a better job than BBS. Um, I feel like there was a little more vibrancy in the movie a little more color there was room for not room for character like it was crowded character wise that was probably one of its biggest things but that's going to happen with a suicide squad movie when you have six seven characters um rest in peace slipknot we hardly knew you uh (laughs) everybody called what happened with that guy everybody called it yeah when you get no introduction, and he, then you just show just up. Just from the trailers. He had, like, two seconds in any trailer. Everybody's like, he's going to die. Everybody's like, he's going to be the guy who shows off why they can't just run away. Sure enough, what does he do? Shows off why you can't just run away. Um, so, standouts from the movie for me were El Diablo. Yes. Some... Really good character, like props to that actor. Great work. Um, I really felt like I was like there was a genuine character arc there. There was character development. Uh, Deadshot. I don't feel like I feel like there was some character development there, but I think Will Smith did a fantastic job in giving the character a sense of being developed and of being. Yeah, he his seems own like character. the most like he's the, again. 
they cast Will Smith for a role that was created for Will Smith, and so he's Will Smith in the movie, so, oh, he just seems like Will Smith. Well, <laughs> when you write a part for Will Smith and you cast Will Smith, guess what happens? You get Will Smith. Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, Death, Deadshot. I almost said Deathstroke. I was like, that, that's not right. Deadshot. He would be fun to see in a movie, but he anyway. would be great. Um, I mean, imagine a, a team-up between Deathstroke and Deadshot. Who would we cast as Deathstroke? We can talk about that later. Yeah, anyway. Um, anyway. But, yeah. Um, but like, it seems like that's the most fleshed-out character because he is the glue to the squad. Whereas, I think Bragg or whatever his name was... Flag. Flag, Flag. was Rick supposed Rick. to be the glue? Nah, that, that's not how that worked out. I, I think the way that they... they he was never meant to I be... Mean, one they kind of kinda rallied around him at the end, but that yeah. was mostly because of Deadshot taking the initiative on that. Yeah. And I think that was on purpose. Flag is still... Like, Flag becomes one of them when he smashes the control thing, yeah. which means that he is not one of them until he stops being, quote-unquote, the man. The man continues to be Amanda Waller. I'll get to her in a second. Um, but So, yeah, Deadshot. And, I mean, I feel like the way they had him choreographed i think i read something or heard something maybe you guys were talking about like he worked with military guys to get it down um i feel like they gave him pretty good you know they equipped the character like his costume and gear was a pretty solid choice i mean oh the wrist magnums were just strapped on guns i mean that's what they are anyway they're strapped on guns i mean yes they were literally pistols but the flip side is you can swap them out instead of it being the super special wrist blaster things he's had sometimes. Am um, I the only one that felt Captain Boomerang was literally useless? Utterly, almost literally useless. Utterly useless. He was, he was definitely... Uh, he was... He, I, I feel like he was supposed to be there for comedic relief, and the only time yeah. that happened is when they were at the bar and Flag smashes the thing and goes, you can go, and he picks up his beer and bounces. <laughs> I, I will, that I will part, say this. I literally busted out laughing. I will, I was like, I will ah. say this. He's like, okay, even though, even though, I will agree, we did not, we, we saw a lot of, but he didn't do much of kind of situation. Although the actor they've casted, I felt like, was Captain Boomerang, though. I, I, didn't, I did not like that. I, I, I think like he did a good job. I didn't like, I didn't, I think the actor did a great job for what it was given. I don't right. like the way the character was, was written. Okay, right. That's what it's, I was it's like. not a, John Courtney did great with what he had. What he was, had, what was he was given, was not much and was not fantastic. Green Lantern he, situation. He, well, not as bad though. He just Green Lantern is probably the worst, and even the director's cut is still better, but it's still just it, it's it's um, terrible. Hal Jordan did the best with what I mean. Not Hal, uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds did the best for what he was given, but what he was given was. was Voltron. Yeah, uh, I actually kind of like Killer Croc. Uh, I felt yeah, like he had I, I like Killer Croc as well too. Um, he, really funny. I didn't like the practical makeup I actually, that they did for him. I thought it was pretty solid. Like I believed that that was actually a giant crocodile man. He did not. To me, he did not come off as somebody who was wearing like a rubber mask or something. He came off as a giant crocodile man who was played by an African, I believe, African American gentleman. Yeah. Well, and yeah, he's not African. He's Nigerian. Oh, and we'll take the credit for this one. Okay, no, that's fair. <laughs> black guy. That on okay, table. credit or blame? <laughs> 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 I mean, like the whole BET thing was super shady. Yeah, <laughs> and it was 
wasn't even day job BET. No, it was it was BET after dark. That was Nelly's credit card video. Yeah, I remember that music video. It was on CNN. I, I also watched the music video because you know we never we never tried to establish he was classy. I mean, hey, he's from Compton after all. The man wanted what he wanted. Um, I did like I kind of liked his line about. I'm beautiful. Yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> so, it, again, it was one of those, he did, I thought he did a great job with what he had. He just didn't have a lot given to him. Katana was, that was a struggle. The character was great. Her writing, not so much. Because she goes from literally being Flag's defendant in one shot. And, like, she's a stone-cold killer in one shot. Next thing, she can't stand Flag. And then the next thing, she's an emotional wreck. Like, there's no... There's... I mean, he mentions, yeah, the guy that killed her husband trapped her sword, or his soul in the sword. And that's it. And then the next time we hear anything about her and her husband is her crying outside of a tunnel with the, so- with the, sword. the sword. And then that's it. There's no build-up. There's no anticipation. We just see it. It ends. She's back to killing people. Like, I mean, the that. costume was great. I thought the actors did a I thought the actor was amazing. But, you know, just, well, again, working with what you've been right. given. That's no. actually why I gave the, that's why I gave it such a high grade. I think I gave it an A or an A minus. I think yeah. the lowest I probably would have gone was a B plus. Which know. is what I'm, I'm giving it. Because I think the reason I gave it a B plus is because I still feel like in some ways it's disjointed. The writing falls flat in places. I feel like some of the, the CGI is worse than the. I mean, in the words of my guy Greg Miller from Kind of Funny, some of the CGI in that movie is worse than the CGI on the CW, which, especially uh, like the in the, the yard. C, the CW has done better in the yeah. last couple of years with the like, CG. Flash season one was rough. <laughs> Although season two with King really? Shark, yeah, King Shark was really good. But Flash season one was yee. Yeah, it had some. Um, <laughs> and then. Just, like, the villains, I, I don't know. Um, like, I'm okay with the Enchantress part. The Incubi or whatever the crap his name was guy. Just, yeah. Um, I liked that fight scene between him and full power El Diablo. That was yeah. a nice little, wait, what? Um, but looping back to characters, Harley. I think Harley showed... I think Harley actually may have given us the most development because we saw almost like all of the stages of her character we saw her at the very beginning of her time at arkham we saw her slowly falling in love with the joker and becoming crazy and we saw her as his completely loyal ally or sidekick or target of abuse that was apparently a lot of cutscenes. yeah um, i was gonna say that's to, a lot she of kind scenes. of becomes a little more independent although again in cutscenes, she's even more independent of Joker and makes her own decisions than in what we saw in the theatrical release. But Margot Robbie, she knocked it out of the park. I really hope she gets more input on her costume next time. I really do. The poor gal. I'm sorry. That, that she, wasn't her costume. Was just, it was, it was shameful. Was minimal clothing. I mean, I get that in the comics, Harley has been more wearing more revealing stuff lately. I don't care. No, just, just no. The poor gal. Just, I mean, and, I, and I, I've seen her defend the costume. I've seen her defend the costume as in, okay. And again, it's, I don't want to like cast any dispersions, but she kind of said it in the way that like, 
okay, why can't she wear this clothing? Partially, and she says it in a way that kind of makes sense. She goes, okay, she wears the undies, she wears the fishnet, she wears the Do you see how much moving she does? It doesn't make sense for her to be in spandex doing that much jumping. And I was, she made that kind of like tongue-in-cheek joke about superheroes in spandex. No one says anything about guys, but the second like, yeah, I mean, because I mean they've talked about you know underwear and all that. She, she it was kind of tongue-in-cheek humor. It was like, well, she wouldn't be as flexible. I mean, she's like she's a girl, but like you want her to be free. You don't want to be tied up in her spandex when she's doing backflips and things. But like couldn't that. you say the same thing about Katana, who? I mean, had an exposed midriff, and that was it. I mean, she had pants. Yeah. So, but, but then again, with how she moved, wasn't quite tumbly. Right. Yeah, and she Harley was, Quinn. and she was very tumbly. And there's literally, multi- there is so many references to, and I'm I don't know why I'm just not catching. There's so many references to her being in a circus before this, which isn't a thing, which is probably in the deleted scenes later on, or who knows, or because I mean. Joker, Joker's hideout is a circus for a while. There's, I mean, there's scenes and, where she's like a burlesque dancer in the club. But then or, again, Joker has this uh, fascination weird. of being at carnivals and circuses. Yeah, yeah, he has, this, yeah, he has this fascination so, with this ringmaster. Yeah, this ringmaster. Yeah, so it's not so much of a stretch. The joke. Okay, so actually, that's a side street side bit. I am still not really necessarily sold on Joker because I get it. The Joker's crazy. The Joker changes himself and the Joker multiple choice background and the Joker. But again and again, I just, I had issues with the Joker at first. Um, and I fell in, I didn't fall in love with the Joker by the end of the movie, but I liked him significantly more at the end than I liked him at the start because at the start I'm like, this isn't the Joker. This is a crackhead. This that, guy. That's is the thing. A he's not. He's not even a gang. He's not even like a criminal mastermind or a gang. Yeah, that <laughs> that is where I will. That's where I will actually debate you on that because well, there's because some of the moments there are moments where we see his quote unquote criminal mastermind. Uh, how what word do I use? Expertise, uh, je ne sais quoi, come into play when it's like, I need guns. And then all of a sudden there's a giant teddy bear shooting up the guard post. And then we've seen, we've seen the things where it's like, oh, they see this guard who runs the prison. They set that whole thing up. They, right. they set up Harley's whole escape. They set up her second escape. There's, he knows how to get in and out of a situation um, right. We thought and, he was dead. He pops back up in the prison. So, like, I feel like there's more to the character than we're getting. Hopefully, the lead scenes is, reveal Jared, that. Jared Leto has gone on record to say they shot enough scenes to have a Joker standalone film. So there's a lot of information. Missing. Yes, missing. Right. That we don't know. Which could Which also deals with Harley, too. Yeah. Which that can change the whole... Because a lot of people are like, I hated the Joker Harley relationship because it looked too much of a mutual love, which, in fact, it sounds like they're saying uh, there's a whole abusive scenes we didn't put into this, which is also one of my biggest qualms in the movie. It's not rated R. It should. This movie. Should, it should have hundred percent been rated R. I hope the DVD version is rated R. Because I mean, that's we need a third rated R DC film right now. That's what, so, I'm saying. what do we have? We have two. Two. B 
BVS, the Ultimate Edition, which I still can't figure out why it's rated R, and then Killing Joke, the animated movie. Yeah. I don't know why that one's rated R. I don't know. And some of it for me is I still just, I cannot like the whole Joker is covered in tattoos thing. Like, I read something about, oh, he's got grills because Batman jacked his teeth after he killed Robin. Except that Harley was apparently... An, so... It's a generation. Well, but... No, here's the thing. So, that's that that statement about why he has jack teeth is in, like, an article or a speculation. However, we see, like, when they're introducing the villains, Harley has a little byline about accomplice in the murder of Robin. Yes. But when Harley... When Harleen Quinzel meets with the Joker, he already has the grills. So... Yeah, that, that was late. I mean, some of it was probably just lazy costuming and stuff. But it's like, if you're gonna try to establish that kind of a, a, a an implicit story, then pay attention to those details. Well, I don't um, know. Is I, is that the official? That's not the official. Story. I don't know if that's. It's the a, official. I think it's a rumored story. Uh, I mean, look, there could be any moment. I mean, there've yeah, been a few. I don't times, know. There've been several moments where Batman is punched. Joker in the face. And really, with as much as so. as much face punching as Batman does, it's totally believable that he busts people's teeth. But superheroes, comic book logic, etc. Anyway, um, so looping back to the actual Suicide Squad, which that's kind of why I'm not super like, oh, poor Jared Leto. I'm like, it's not a Joker movie; it's a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, they maybe they could have changed what they cut, but oh, I could have made a Joker movie with what I had. That's great. This is Suicide Squad. I, I think I, I well not saying that he was the main villain and obviously he I think he realized that it was more right, so, it was in response to the criticism that people were giving right well he was in a scene he was in the movie for a total of fifteen minutes which to me is okay he's not part of the squad yeah I mean he's not yeah, the I, I I honestly thought we could have gone the whole movie and seen him in that we could have seen him in the club and then that. Purple Lamborghini, which is, happens to be my favorite song on the soundtrack, because Rick Ross and Skrillex. You know, Never a- thought I would like that combination. The Rick Ross and Skrillex. So the, really good. The funny thing Surprisingly is, really so that good. purple that purple Lamborghini is not an actual, like, bought Lamborghini. It was built. Oh, yeah. And the funny I thing is, it was, uh, I remember seeing the video of the guy who built it. He took, like, some sort of Honda-type car, ah. literally broke it apart, tore down the frame, and rebuilt it and molded it to look like that. And then the uh, directors and people that run the show caught wind of it, and they had him built that for the movie. Gotcha. So they took like a twenty, thirty thousand dollar car to make it look like hundreds of thousand dollars, Which and boom, they saved money. Yeah, because you're gonna throw it in the water. Exactly. So, um, and uh, yeah, I will say I've taken to understand that the movie after it was quote unquote finished was passed to the people who made one or more of their trailers for for editing, which is probably some of why we got the exact movie that we got, and it maybe isn't quite what the director had in mind, and probably is why there's, again, going with just the, some stuff felt short or disjointed, um, but closing yeah. it off, oh, sorry. No, real quick, yeah. Some of the things that don't make sense, like in the editing, is like, we literally hear Waller say, don't engage, you know you can't kill him. And then they proceed to kill everything. <laughs> I'm just like, 
Are they going to get up? Because I expected the, they do the whole thing, the whole awesome scene, shoot, 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 bang, 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 everybody's dead, let's regroup, and then every single one of the something like things. something shakes, and then they get back up, and then they chase him down an alley. That's what I expected to happen. Nope, they just stay dead. I'm like, I thought you couldn't kill him. And then, I mean, it made sense if like El Diablo sets everything on fire, because... Again, this is supernatural fire we're talking about. Or just lots of fire in Just general. lots of fire. Because, you know, fire is a purification of everything. Literally. Um, Burning so, works. Yeah. Burn, burn, burn it with fire. Um, that's always a good strategy. Um, I can get it. But, like, she literally says, flag, don't engage. You know you can't kill him. He takes a headshot and the thing stays down. Yeah. But. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Anyway, let's run that up. Some of the editing. But Waller. I thought that Viola Davis killed it. Knocked, yeah, knocked it out of the park as well. Yeah. Like, and some of my friends were like, she's like evil. That's the point. That's her. Yeah. That's Waller when, is Waller is the embodiment of the hard man making hard decisions. When she killed her help, I was like, oh, that is a hundred percent Waller. She was just like, Bang, bang. He's like, why do that? I was in the movie theater, and the guy next to me goes, I thought I knew what was happening, and I don't know anymore. <laughs> and I was like, you don't know who Amanda Waller is, because, yep, that's not the first time. That won't be the last time. Uh, like, I, I think the whole the whole of the character is summed up in the uh, mid credit scene. You know, she's negotiating with Bruce Wayne. Oh, you know, take the pressure off me, da-da-da. And Bruce Wayne's like, you should disband your your group, and then she just makes the comment, you look tired. You should stop working nights. I know. I like, like that subtle Oh. Oh. Quid pro quo. Yeah, I mean, but then, like, I, I, I'm making friends. Yeah. <laughs> or said something Yeah, like and, and it's, it's the thing. It's like, I know who you are. I know more about you. It's like, she, she goes, I know who you are, Bruce. And Bruce is like, I've been known about you. Yeah, it's like that I'm actually, making friends. You, something about making friends. I saw a funny little meme that it had bits with Bruce from uh, Batman versus Superman, and then the trailer. The trailer, and it's like meeting Superman. Do you believe Wonder Woman? Nine out of ten men would say something. Are you the or once ten? A month or, and yeah. I'm well. It's nine no, out of ten, ten men, men would say, say this. Would you, you be the, the tenth? No, I'm the first. And then uh, with Wally, Wally West, Bruce Wayne. That doesn't explain why you're sitting in my second favorite chair. And then, uh, Arthur Curry, I hear you can talk to fish. It's And somebody has at the bottom, somebody please teach this man how to make friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's I, like, uh, but, okay, so yeah. Uh, closing on that is B plus from me for Suicide Squad and C plus B minus for Batman v Superman. Edges t- into the B minus for the Ultimate Cut, Extended Cut, Director's Cut, whatever you want to call that version. I still consider it my favorite Batman anything. Because I see it as a Batman movie. That I mean, that's... And, well, yeah, it really does. It is. It is. A, a, like, if you Batman. ask me, that is a... That is not... I mean, he that certainly is, gets more dialogue than Superman. I, he gets... Even in the extended I think cut. he gets more, more screen time than Superman. Superman is there to be the big, the big meathead. Superman, is Superman is there the to be well, but then again, when you get somebody like Ben Affleck, yeah, but I just, I just feel like it's a waste of Henry Cavill's ability to play the character, which again loops back to the thing we said with both of these movies that several of the actors and actresses did 
great work with what they had, but what they had was not very good. So, yeah. so anyway, that kind of wraps that up. And I guess I can segue Goddard. I think we were saying we we're going to talk just in general about a lot of what's upcoming in yes. the comic book movies. Yeah, yeah. There's all there's, the movies. <laughs> it's been it's been recently updated as of the twenty fifth of of August. So, um, so like this is yes, two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. Yes. So this is like all the DC films, not just you know Marvel or just DC. So um, on top of the list, Suicide Squad, which just uh, obviously came out um, earlier in the month. Doctor Strange is in November of this year, okay. November fourth, uh, followed by the Lego Batman movie, mm-hmm. February tenth, which I'm excited. Will Arnett is a fun voice to listen to, in my opinion. What did I say, Alfred? Always be mm-hmm. recording. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That was a good trip. Uh, which, why don't we just call it Old Man Logan, but it says Untitled Wolverine Film. It's which, Old Man Logan. It, it when is. is. When is that one set to come out? Uh, March 3rd of 2017. That's Old Man Logan. Really? Well, no, it I, is. Have you seen the image? Well, no, no and I you, there's that. even an Instagram video of him shaving the beard because they're done filming. Yeah. It's, I, I've, that, uh, there's a, I there's, totally believe yeah, that yeah. It's, it should be Old Man Logan. I'm more that it's they haven't named titled, it yet. and we don't have it trailer and it's less than there's there was i don't know if it was a photoshop image or whatever i think it's a photoshop like because what i think it is it's the scene from x-men where we see logan being part of the x project the x-23 project or whatever and he's in the he's he turns around and he looks and he just looks it's literally old man logan but i think what they did is they just uh they took the scene where phoenix takes all the mechanics from his head uh-huh. And they just take his head, and then they they do black, and they do a little blood splatter. It's it's somewhere on Google Images. So okay, I mean it's, it's unofficial. I think it's it's e- we- far, e- even it's, even so. I mean we've seen we've seen Hugh Jackman. He's posted a picture of Instagram with the gray beard, where they grayed it out for him. He did grow out the beard, and then there's another Instagram photo video where he's actually shaving it off, and he's like, "My wife will be happy now." So yeah, but it, I think he's done after this, right? Bing Wolverine. Um, next, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, what, what? May fifth. Wonder Woman, June second. Eh, I wasn't as excited for that, and I'm pretty hyped. I'm pretty. I hyped. mean, that, that trailer, cast, that, that that cast, the casting, that cast. Yeah. Period piece, World War One. And again, this has this has the. I know a lot of people is like, okay, at this point, there's no one movie that can save the DC cinematic universe. Ah, oh, this might be it. This, I think this, yeah, I would say that the Wonder Woman movie will kind of be the, the if a it, pillar. A pillar, yeah, because if it can do well, which I feel like it can, I think it'll revitalize the interest in the DC movies because they've just, I think they've just been struggling because really, for all that you know, some people enjoy them. For all that I like comic book movies in general, I just they need they need some fresh. Now, but, and, and, but here's, 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 and, and here's my thing: DC hasn't. Okay, I know this is a bit of a stretch, and this is a little bit of I don't want to say fibbing, but like DC hasn't been in the the big silver screen as long as Marvel has, right? But. A lot of people's like, oh, Marvel's so much better at movies and DC's so much better at TV. They're both great at both. DC is still getting used to the silver screen. They don't know how to do silver screen well. They're they're really great at these short, 
right to the point movies, um, Bad Blood, all the ba- all the Batman, Damien stuff, Killing Joke, and they're really great at these episodics, Young Justice, and that Marvel's figuring it out with live action and all that good stuff. Everyone likes to forget Marvel's got their whole crate of just garbage. I mean, we could start rolling out the Daredevils and the Electrus, Fantastic Four. Four Fantastic Four movies. They got four Fantastic Four movies. I mean, Marvel. What? Yes. There's, there's one in the 90s. Fantastic Two four that movies. were in the 2000s. Oh, about the 90s. The 90s yeah. one was never really put in theaters. It was created solely for Fox. It's Sony. I think Sony has a Sony. Sony. It was created solely for the purpose no, of Sony they, retaining the rights. Ironically enough, it's the one. No, that I think it's Fox. It, it's, it's Fox or Fox. Whoever has the rights. Or, it's Fox. Or at Sony least had the rights. Sony's Spider-Man. Right. So it was created solely for them to keep the rights. It's terrible production value. Cheap. My, I, I haven't sat and watched it. It's one of those things that's just out there. But it has, like, Doctor Doom, who actually looks like Doctor Doom and apparently does Doctor Doom stuff. Like, all the fantastic I wanted to see the King actual... Doom so bad, and they ruined it. Because God King Doom is one of the greatest Marvel villains ever, and they, they didn't even I will just close. take an actual classic Doctor Doom. None of this wacko living metal or electric, electricity shooting BS Give me a dude in power armor who knows magic, who rules a country, and talks in third person. Give me third person Doctor Doom. Yeah, I think they tried to go for God King Doom in that new movie, and that was a failure. I, I didn't, I didn't see that movie, but the clips I saw of Doom, I'm like, that's not God King Doom, because God King Doom would have walked in there and everybody would have died. Every, I mean, they tried to allude to it when he walks in. I guess they all like are on their knees for a second, and it's like. Oh, we have willpower. We're going to stand up against you. No, he would have looked at you and you would have died. It's kind of like, what is it? Uh, what, what movie is that? Guy walks in and they start choking and he's like, get away from me. I don't have time to teach children how to breathe. What movie was that? Oh, uh, uh, I don't have a chance. No, I'm th- that's Bleach. Yeah, that's with yeah. Yamamoto. Yeah, it's old man Yamamoto. He steps out. And, like, people, like, his spiritual energy is so fire. It was... It's literally fire. That some yeah, of the support... I think it was even before he released his sword. It's it's in the... Yeah, 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 It's the Soul it's, Society arc. Yeah, it's, it's uh, where he's fighting. Now. Yeah, and now. She, like, just, she, like she reaches passed. for something, and he just, like, looks at her and just lets... I don't know if it was even the oh, He lets the burst of spiritual energy go. And she just is like... <gasps> like, she starts choking. She falls on her knees. Like, Shunsui has to basically teleport her. Yeah, he has to yank her away and he basically shielded her with like his body and his power. And of course him and Ukatake are like, yeah, yeah, okay, he's mad at us now. Yeah. Like, what? Also- this ain't nothing we ain't used to. No, but like seriously, like if 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 it was the Fantastic Four being that young and God King Doom being this figure that he is supposed to be he would have walked in. They would have just died. They would have suffocated yeah. just because his his immense strength. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so here, here's fantastic performance. Anyway, people are forgetting the, the the trail of dead bodies <laughs> that Marvel has left us. Not to say DC doesn't have Catwoman with Halle Berry. That's still a thing, you know. We we acknowledge that. No, it's we not. Uh, that's not Green that. Lantern is, is still a thing that exists. We acknowledge that. But let these companies figure their way out. Do. I mean, like. Marvel didn't start knocking it out of the park until 
let's say Iron and Man. Iron two. Man was they started with th- three. They got yeah. Thor one, great. Thor two, man, not so much. Then they got Avengers one, great. Two, man, figure it out. And then we get da 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 the big hit, which is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Because if you ask me, that is probably their most that that's their most critically um, highly reviewed film and their most like fan like favorite favorite film. Right, Guardians now, of the Galaxy. I I, I, I will say mine. this as far as. DC trying to still figure things out and go their own route. Are we forgetting Jeff Johns just became president? True that. Yeah. This man is, and it looks like from what I've been reading and what I've been hearing, they are listening to the fans now, and they're going to try to make those changes so they're a little more appeasing and easier to deal with and more or less digest. Um, and I, I, that's all we really can hope for because, well, and it as, sounds like. John's is going to be kind of the, I don't know if there's one or two people with the Marvel Studios, but he he is going to try to do for the DC films what Marvel Studios as a group has been doing for the Marvel films. Like the Marvel films aren't all directed by the same guy, but there's a sense of uniformity, continuity. Not I don't know if uniformity is the right word, but shared space like they're all in the same universe they feel like they're all on the same page you know they feel like they're all part of the same team etc so i think maybe that's been a little bit of a struggle thus far with the dc stuff so with jeff johns coming in hopefully he can act as sort of like a producer create quote-unquote creative consultant something he gives each director their own space to still make their film which i think is important for us to get not the same film over and over again. Um, but there's still that sense of, hey, these all fit together in a way that makes sense. Uh-huh. I mean, in some ways, that's going to require them to maybe try to keep the movies a little more on track on each movie basis. But <clears throat> anyway, that moving, you know, that being aside, I think Jeff Johns being involved the way he is is yeah. awesome. Oh, he's super involved, especially with what he's done, with even on the TV side of stuff. You know, being a part of that Flash pilot episode and occasionally chiming in and yeah, on the air. It's just, it works out. So, continuing on. So, Wonder Woman's in June. June, June 2nd. Then we got Spider-Man July 7th. Uh, an untitled Fox Marvel film October 6th, which is rumored to be Deadpool 2 or an X-Men sequel. That would be really quick turn. This is next year. October sixth. Ah, I could see it being the dead a Deadpool sequel, although that would still be a rush. I think. Well, I like word really on the street was that they started filming two, or well, they started writing the script for the second one right away. Deadpool, you mean? Deadpool, yeah. Right. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like the dead Deadpool would have an easier time getting the sequel out by then than the X Men because you probably wouldn't have as big of a cast because the whole. You know, the X-Men movies are inherently an ensemble piece. Deadpool is, you've got Deadpool, and then you have a supporting cast, yeah. etc. So, yeah, anyway. Um, so, untitled Marvel project. Yeah, that's, one, that's supposedly October 6th. That one might we'll, get moved around. We'll see. That's, so, Thor Ragnarok, November 3rd. Ooh. Justice League, November 17th. Uh, now we're moving into 2018. It's another untitled Fox Marvel film, which 
another slot for either the Deadpool or the X-Men sequel. So it lo- who knows? No one really right. knows for sure what projects are slotted in those two. I mean, those two could get moved around a little bit. Yeah. Um, Black Panther, uh, February 16th, 2018. Flash movie, March 16th. Uh, Avengers Infinity War, May 4th. Ant-Man and Wasp, July 6th. Another untitled Marvel Fox film. So it looks like Marvel and Fox are going to try to do stuff together. Maybe this Sony, this Sony Marvel thing has kind of sparked Fox's uh, shoveling of "we need help." <laughs> well, and if they can get cooperation, then yeah, I think I think it would be positive progress in that regard. But maybe um, Aquaman, July twenty seventh. An animated Spider-Man film, December 21st. Huh. That's been a while. Uh, Captain Marvel, March 8th. Shazam, April 5th and 2016. I mean, 2019. Anyways. uh, By the way, Captain Marvel is March of 2019 as well. Um... Untitled Avengers sequel, so it's no longer part two to Infinity War. It's going to be a story of its own. I know we had talked about well, that in one of the episodes. Yeah, I I hope they don't try to do the entire... I, mm, I, I don't know. That's far enough yeah. out, I guess. I just we, We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Maybe, uh, maybe it's a title change, but they're yeah. still more connected than the last couple. Like, more, more of a part one, part two still. Maybe. We'll but just the different stories. Maybe they just title it different, but it's a continuation. Right, that's what I was saying. Um, so, Untitled Justice League sequel, which is June 2014, uh, June, June 14th, 2019. Good God. Wow, time travel. <laughs> Cyborg, April 3rd, 2020. Um, Untitled MCU film, May 1st, 2020. Green Lantern Corpse. But that's not... It says corpse. No, it's you say it corp. C O R P S. Okay, corpse. Sorry. Fair enough. Um, sorry, folks. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll read it like I see it. Okay. But yeah, so Green Lantern Corps, okay. Uh, June 19th, 2020. So it's uh, far um, out enough that yeah. we can be removed from the last one. Yeah. Um, unti- another untitled Marvel film, July 10th. Untitled Marvel film, November 6th. Untitled Batman reboot is yet to be announced, and then they're still trying to figure out Suicide Two, uh, Suicide Squad Two. They're figuring out when to put out Venom. Gambit's being figured out. Inhumans is being figured out. Dark Side Justice League hasn't been announced when they'll do it. We just know live action. So that's going to be separate from the animated one that they're putting out. They're doing an animated and a live action. Okay, so do we? It sounds like we've got a second. Justice League movie the same year but a little earlier than the Green Lantern Corps movie? So Green Lantern is June 19th, 2020, while the second sequel, it is that same year. I'm wondering if there's going to be a connection. Oh, no, not the same year. Sorry. It's a little before, but not quite this. I mean, it's within a year. It's, yeah, I'm within a year. Time. If well, gosh, if Jeff Johns is involved, one of his big claims to fame is all of the Green Lantern work from a few years ago. Sinestro Corps War, 
uh, all the Lantern Corps war, you know, the R Rage of the Red Lanterns, Darkest Night, all of the stuff with all of the Lanterns. So that could be... Gosh, that would almost be too much to throw at everybody, though, if they tried to throw that in, because we're pretty clearly leading toward dark side. We are leading to my dark guess, side. My guess, well... Rumor is on the street that we could get hints of an, a cameo for a Green Lantern within Justice League. The first one. The first one. If not, the second one for sure. Well, that was my thinking is we get a, we actually get Green Lantern for yes. at least a, a Wonder Woman level appearance, if not full cast membership in the second Justice League movie. And then that connects us to the Green Lantern core movie. And if they use the same Green Lantern, then they don't have to spend all of that movie playing his origin or whatever, introducing us. But then that. again, if you're doing the core, I mean, it, you still have them in it. But then you have right. all these other lanterns. Right. That's so what I if mean. You, is that it it yeah. gives us more time for not Hal Jordan, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, somebody else, Simon Baz, whoever. You know, it gives us a little more breathing room to either introduce a second Earth Lantern or introduce all of the other Green Lanterns that are out there, who are many of them really cool characters that just need to be given a little more screen time. Yes. Um, so do we have any more? It sounded like we started to get into the realm of there's going to be a movie and it's going to be sometime after about that 2020 mark. Yeah. 20, if the Green Lantern Corps movie is, it was June 19th of 2020. And then... That is a lot. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot coming in the next that four years. That is the definition of too much sauce. This is too much sauce. Look, it's, I think it's a lot for us to process because we don't know what kind of route they're taking. And we're also reading the list right now. This is the next... Four years. Four years. You know, three and a half, four, four years. Four years of movies they're planning to put out by both well, properties. The other, the other way to look at it is this. They are all comic book movies, quote-unquote. I, I was doing air quotes there for everybody who's not physically sitting in the room. Um... So these are all comic book movies. But we already know we kind of get different types of movies from these. So like Civil War, not Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier, really strong overtones of like kind of spy thriller stuff. You know, military thriller. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, space opera, and uh, awesome music, and dance, dance-offs. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's more space opera. You know, obviously, some of these are the more classical adventure and stuff. Ant-Man was was a heist movie, basically. Uh, if Ant-Man and Wasp is the original Ant-Man and Wasp instead of uh, Scott Lang and... Is it Hope? I think so. Her... Not, not Hope Van Dyne. Um... Shoot. I totally blanked on yeah, it. Pym. Hope Pym. Or maybe... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Hank Pym's daughter. If, if it's not the uh, current Ant-Man and Wasp, but it's instead of flashback, that's going to be like a... a that's going to be a period piece. That's like, what, the 60s, 70s? 
So it's going to be like kind of a spy, techno thriller sort of thing. Yeah. Or maybe it'll have like a mix of those. Um, Thor Ragnarok? I don't know, man. That's like, I'm hearing all sorts of stuff about what's going on. It's a little all over the place right now in terms of what's been given to us. We're getting some portion of Planet Hulk. We're getting, I mean, it's called Thor Ragnarok, so something bad's going to happen to to, uh, Asgard. (laughs) Um, There's all this stuff about how they're in, like, New York filming scenes on the street and nobody's dressed in, like, armor. I don't know, man. That one's Black Panther is well, it'll be awesome. But so I mean, some of these films are going to be different genres and different tones than the other movies. And to me, that's kind of the strength of comic book movies. Is yeah, there's kind of the same undercurrent of superheroes and supervillains, but you get you get a wide variety of stuff. So, and I think as it's paced out, where it's like we'll get three or four in a year. And then the next year we'll get three or four. Yeah. I mean, how many films come out a year? Overall. A lot. Hundreds. So why can't we have three, four, five comic book movies in a year? It's the answer could be my wallet, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, um uh, I it's just a lot to process. It is, it's, yeah. It's all it comes down to. I mean for all we know, you know, they there could be at least one superhero movie coming out every month if they wanted to, if they really put in the work. Marvel but, would do that and probably just make all the money, but I don't think they're gonna quite ramp it up like that. Yeah, but at that point, like that would probably be oversaturation. That would be oversaturation. I think the rate we're getting right now isn't quite there. We usually have two to three months. See, I don't mind because like the I actually would rather the way it is. It's like, oh, January we got a big movie. And then we kind of have like this thing where we get a Star Wars movie in December, we get a, mo- a Marvel movie in January, and by May we get a DC movie. June we get a Marvel movie. Yeah, da, da, da. like the Marvel, the, well, we get the Star Wars movie around Christmas every year, but at least that's how, that's how they've got to find out. I kind of envy them. Like, I like this schedule. The way the video game industry is like, everything is November. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Madden came out, two K about to come out, and then it's just it's just a hailstorm of video games. Just right? Like, yeah. And that on the ban list. Don't mention that. Actually, I was gonna talk about two K, but we already out. Nope. It was like two hours over. So, woo. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> running pretty long here. We might have to cut some things out. Yeah, bro. I I can cut one of my things out. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, I, I think you're right. It's it's spread out. Like it was this year. All those years, it's like you know you get one or two in the first like. Four or five months of the, you get one or two in the winter, spring, one or two in the summer, one or two in the fall, winter. Start the year over. And then Star Wars every December. Which I'm cool with, so. Yeah. Uh, so, I know we don't want to be here forever, even though this is always awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you have anything else Pressing to talk about? Um, no, because the last thing literally on my list was you, you're, you're wrestling or whatever. Oh, yeah. I I mean, it, this won't be super long. I know I'm probably one of the few folks who's really big into this. Um, but I kind of feel an obligation to add in my own uh, interest. So I've talked about this before on the podcast. Uh, last couple of years, I've really started to get back into wrestling. Um, for anyone out there who's kind of like, well, maybe... 
So with at least WWE professional wrestling, obviously there's multiple brands out there. You can search around for stuff. I know one of the brands is like TNA, things like that. Um, WWE, they've got a YouTube channel where you can actually catch, really you can catch the highlights from all of their weekly stuff. And usually most of the pay-per-views, you can get at least highlights of things. You don't have to pay a cent. Um, And then, you know, folks out there, look for a friend who maybe has uh, the subscription WWE Network and mooch off of them for pay-per-views. You know, I mean, it's not expensive. I'm not going to, like, shill it, but it's not super expensive per month. But, yeah, uh, I actually, I have a friend who has a subscription, so I just go over to his place and hang out because it's more fun to watch. With at least one or one or two other people who enjoy it, you can comment on it. Um, but right now is actually a really good time to start getting into it. Uh, both of the shows that they have on TV during the week are live now. So they've got Raw and SmackDown. They are both live. It used to be Raw was live on Mondays and SmackDown. It was taped on Tuesdays, but broadcast on Thursdays. So it was a taped show. So you would have things like, they would tape it on Tuesday. Something would happen, like somebody would get injured or something on a Wednesday. But then you'd see them on Thursday in the program. And you'd be like, oh, right, this was taped. They're not actually okay. Um, so, but they've also done what they call brand split, which means each show is exclusive. So the people who show up on one show wrestling don't wrestle on the other show. There, I'm sure there's going to be exceptions and people who would quote-unquote invade the shows. But week by week... If you like one particular wrestler, you only have to watch one of the two shows. Okay. And a lot of their pay-per-views are going to be the same way. So if you don't like most or all the guys on one of the shows, you don't have to watch it. So that's kind of nice. Um, women res- Wrestling for women, women wrestlers, women in professional wrestling, <laughs> however you want to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's getting late. Anyway, that's why I'm trying to bust through this, but this is a fantastic time again if you're a fan of wwe there are other promotions out there i'm not enough of an expert on those to say oh they're great in this one but like this year in the pay-per-views pretty consistently the women have been putting on one of the best two or three matches of the pay-per-view and consistently on a weekly basis are putting on some fantastic matches which is the same thing for ufc granted like we have yet to see a female champion like hold that title, but their fights are pretty brutal. Like, at what fight did we watch at Brett's house? Uh, Brett, uh, it was oh the Brazilian. She uh, against who? That was a shellac against a ma- an American. That was just I don't remember her name. Like I don't remember. It was her a chick. Rousey or no? No. no. So the ch- Holly Holm beat Rousey, right? Right. And then this I- chick beat Holly Holm. And then this Brazilian chick came in and just abused this poor child. Just beat her up and down. Broke her nose. The fight was over in less than 30 seconds. It was a bad. Just abused that poor child up and down the octagon. So, shout out to women entertainment right now. Because women in sports are killing it. Selena. I mean, Serena has always been, like, the greatest female athlete ever, if you ask me. But, like, all the women that are competing in everything right now are just killing it. Like, especially, shout out to all the women at the Olympics that were just running their tails off. And or their gymnasticking their tail off. True that. Uh, and diving. Acrobatting, <laughs> diving, swimming, yeah. Yeah, now, swimming was, that was abuse. <laughs> she got done, got time to go shake a shower, eat filet mignon, came back, and they were still swimming. 
Or at least one of those things. Um, but yeah, no, women, I mean, so same thing for wrestling. Uh, Sasha Banks was champion for a little while. Like I mentioned her before, she's cousins to Snoop Dogg. Oh, um, yeah. Her, her intro song is a Snoop, I think is Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. But, um, yeah, I mean, and they've got a lot of, in one or two of the shows, like they've got women wrestlers who are very much still working on their talent. So, and you've got guys in both rosters and stuff, but it's still, it's, it's, it's a great time to be alive or great time to be a wrestling fan. Um, I do want to give, for whatever it's worth, a shout-out or well wishes to a guy, gentleman Finn Balor, uh, an Irish wrestler. He just came up to the main event roster for WWE. He was in their developmental brand for a while. Uh, a week ago Sunday, he had a match, and he won the world championship that's for the raw brand they call it the universal championship okay. he had a the only reason it wasn't the match of the night was because the john cena versus aj styles match was even better that match was just like that one was almost thir- an almost 30 minute match and every second of it was great that was the cena styles but this the rollins balor match was great too but apparently at one point in that match balor got thrown into the barricade which is padded, but is still not made of bubbles. His shoulder popped out of socket. He popped it back into socket and continued to wrestle. Like they have a video of it up. Like he, I didn't, I I thought something was a little weird when I'm watching live, but he got up and he was wrestling. I'm like, Oh, he must be fine. But if you watch the like 30 second video they have up on their site, you can see his shoulder. He like goes pop and you're like, Oh, so apparently he popped it in, he wrestled, he thought everything was fine. The next morning he wakes up, it's not as comfortable. He goes to a doctor. He is out six months surgery and recovery. Like he he's already had surgery. Now he's on his recovery route. So he had he had that belt for like a day and he had to relinquish it. Oh, and, oh yeah, it was and that was not planned. That was not that's not a storyline. He genuinely jacked up his shoulder. Like, and the, the worst part to me is that he didn't choose to do it. He was thrown. And, I mean, that could circumstances. Get I mean, yeah, it wasn't an intentional. They don't. Yeah. If you're not Brock Lesnar, um, you don't intentionally <laughs> hurt the other guy. Yeah, I, I don't. Newsflash everybody out there. I don't like Brock Lesnar. I'm not going to get into that rant right now. Um, but, yeah. So that was a fantastic match. But the poor guy had to give his belt up because his shoulder's jacked and he's got to be out for six months. So... They're kind of scrambling to make up for that. I think they're doing a pretty good job. But, yeah, so I guess sum up uh, pro wrestling within uh, the WWE brand right now is not perfect by any means. There's certainly room to grow. I'm of the opinion that if Vince McMahon maybe stepped back a little bit from being a micromanager of every little detail, things could get even better. But that is ultimately just my opinion. Uh, it's not perfect, but they are definitely in one of their better times. This is not some of the worst stuff that was happening in the 90s and the early 2000s, especially for the poor women wrestlers. They're not doing pillow fights. They're not doing mud wrestling or any of that junk. These are athletes, some of whom you take one look at and you know they could break you over their knee. Charlotte, golly, that woman looks like, that woman could play like Power Girl. She click article right Maybe now. She should. Have you ever thought about doing even more about WWE, John? Uh, if I had the time, I would potentially do it. I would. 
I would probably feel obligated to try to actually sit down and watch the entire live events, but we can talk about it later. Um, I, I can maybe make it like a monthly thing or something. I don't know if I can commitment to like a, 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 a weekly. I don't know if I could do a we weekly. We barely commit to a weekly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Life happens. But yeah, <sighs> so true. there's a market out there for it, I'm sure. So it's a market for everything. Look, I've seen Nimmy shop. Anyway, but, are we going to do Money to Blow or Top 5? Because I actually I, I really didn't read that Top 5. I mean, I've got a Top oh, 5. Really? There's, what is nobody the Top 5? For, uh, top 5 favorite giant monsters. Giant Monsters. Giant monsters. That is oddly specific. Is there a reason why? <laughs> <laughs> I like giant monsters. I thought it, I was trying to think of something more specific than just monsters when I thought it up a while back and it never got used. I mean, what's our timestamp? Uh, it is. Yeah, we're, we're, we're it's over two hours. Oh time. yeah, we're gonna go right into recommendations <laughs> and we're gonna fine. call it a good day. That's that's fine. I got one of those. What? Oh yeah. Well. I mean, it's not the first time we've done this before. Uh, not, not to me. It is 10 o'clock. Yeah. All right. So, recommendations, Jordan, you started off. Uh, my recommendation is a board game. Uh, it's called King of Tokyo. So, it's basically, think Yahtzee, but instead of just numbers, you are your giant monsters who are fighting and trying to destroy Tokyo. And it essentially comes down to a kind of like a last man standing. Wait, what's the name of the game again? King of Tokyo. King of Tokyo. Where you're different monsters, you right. gotta take care uh you you're in you, different you, zones. You're either in the city or out of the city. I've I just recently played that game earlier this ah, year. That game is go. fun. It is. That game it's is easy to pick so up. So much fun. It's easy to pick up. It's I mean it's quick to play, I found. So I'm putting it out there because I feel like, you know, for people who are like, I want to get into board games, I want to do something more exciting than Monopoly or whatnot. Definitely more exciting than Monopoly, um, unless you like I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, I can't make fun of Brian. He's an accountant, but yeah. <laughs> I, like Monopoly is like my go-to. Like my go-to board game. I actually downloaded Monopoly on the PS4. Uh, that's fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's it at plays. Least at least you're not an actuary. Someone told me I should do that, but I don't like <laughs> statistics. Yeah, at least you're not an actuary. Not but yeah, one. so it's <laughs> it because of how you kind of have to balance being in and out of the city and some other stuff. It can you can it's like. How are the dice going to fall? Is this it? Am I about to go out? You know, so it's kind of actually a little bit edge of your seat. Um, but I like it. But yeah, it's like if you like in any way the way that Yahtzee plays and you're like rolling dice, am I going to get a good ma- good lineup of dice, etc.? Kind of a similar idea here, just more action-packed. So that's my recommendation. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, throw out a recommendation also. Um, there is a manga that is released, uh, at least monthly, uh, called Kenja no Mago. And it's essentially about this guy who is, uh, who lived in Japan as an adult. He ended up dying, but then was reborn into this small child, uh, or baby, essentially, in a realm where magic is prevalent. And they have uh, Magi or Magi or whatever you want to call him, uh, who is essentially a hero who finds him and trains him. Uh, at 15, he passes his exam, is like the best magic user for his age, but lacks simple social skills that any 15-year-old should have. So he has to enroll in the academy at the capital. 
So it's been pretty funny. It's pretty good action. Is it though. anime or manga? It's manga. Nice. You won't be reading it. <laughs> no. there's, only three, there's only like four chapters out. I can do that. See, my he thing is, I don't have a computer. I, I, I have less of an excuse because my iPhone is back now. <laughs> like, thank goodness. And there's With an the Apple store. Download. I have two. <laughs> and you hardly use it. I know. It's a problem. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, I might need a minute to think. Okay, fair enough. Um, I... Two things. I went back and rewatched uh, Brotherhood Final Fantasy. And it's so good. And I, I re- fantastic. The fourth episode did come out a couple weeks ago. Which just so. gets me so hyped for the game, but they keep pushing them to stop. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, and then uh, one of my new favorite sitcom or comedy shows is Superstore. Just go watch it. That's all you need to know. For those of you worked at any retail store, yeah. Actually, like Walmart? I just put uh, in my two weeks at the last retail store I'll ever work at, unless I work at Apple or Microsoft. I'm done with retail. It's yeah. been a fun, ridiculous ride. But uh, but uh, Superstore is... Um, if you Also, the cool thing is that if you like The Office, some of the writers from The Office worked on this show, so you'll see a lot of similar elements and similar type of dialogue. It's pretty great. So... And there, there are some episodes they, they, man, they put it, they put it out there. They crossed some lines, and I was like, "Huh? <laughs> you, you said what to this black man?" Right. Yeah. Then was. again, the thing Michael Scott says to Stanley should not be on television. The thing Michael Scott says, Dwight Schrute shouldn't be allowed on television. <laughs> period. But anyway, that's the reason I show. So, anyway, great job. All right. Um, I recommend Hot Pockets. <laughs> no, but uh, what was it? Oh yeah, uh, for those who like uh, Nintendo handheld systems like the 3DS or 2DS, I recommend you get Pokemon Pie Cross. It's like Sudoku and um, Minesweeper. It's really good. It's really fun. And also, Sun and Moon. Cause that's really yeah, uh, my recommendation is a little bit out of left field. Not out of left field, but like. Um, this is kind of oddly specific. Um, if you are into hip hop and enjoy the nerdy things we talk about Japanese culture, but you're just a fan of hip hop rap music, especially this younger generation rap music, check out this guy Made in Tokyo. It's M A D E I N T Y O. Um, grew up in. It was born in Atlanta. Grew up for the first half of his life in Atlanta, but then moved to Tokyo. So it's rap music. It's typical Atlanta ATL down south rap music. But, like, the beats, his tones, his references all have um, Japanese. Specific, I want to say Asian, but, like, specifically Japanese references. There's um, one song in there. It's Kelly Rowland, which, if you don't know Kelly Rowland's one-third of Destiny's Child, one of the most gorgeous black women on the planet, period. But, like, the whole song, like... The, After who? Beyonce? Okay. What? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making sure. What? Make sure you wasn't slipping. Listen, listen, <laughs> uh, listen. And on that list is Carrie Champion. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, Carrie Champion's out there. Sierra and uh, who's that girl that was on? Uh, Carrie Champion too. 
I said K. My bad. K. Champion can be on that list twice. That girl is. Lord, let me stop. I just, I just finished my fast. I got out the fast again to repent. But yeah, check out Made in Tokyo if you have Apple Music. His his album EP is called You Are Forgiven, and it's on there. It also has a song featuring Travis Scott, who doesn't have an album out yet. But you know, we're waiting Come on that. Down. Whatever. Actually, it comes I want to add one more recommendation: Travis Scott's album that has not yet dropped. <laughs> you're, you're well done. Oh, as a matter of fact, never mind. I'm just, just gonna, I'm just gonna say it, put it out there. Um, Don't do this. Old school music videos. Oh, <laughs> you know what? This is this has been a great episode. So we're gonna stop right here. And if you're looking to contact us, contact us even more about nothing at gmail.com. You get uh, no, you will not drop that video. We will leave it alone. Anyways. To continue on, you can follow us on Twitter at Eman Podcast One on Twitter, okay? And follow us on Facebook at Even More About Nothing.com. We will see you. We will see you next week. Bye.